Why in the world would anybody sound definitive about things that can't be predicted with any certainty? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Ontario, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits. It's January the, what is it, January the 10th today? And I read a very interesting article on the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation website this week. So it's an article that talked about a report that's been issued by the Canadian Department of National Defence. And the headline read, Long Pandemic Could Add to Extremism and a Decline in Democracy. This is a report written by, uh, like I said, the Defence Department and for its research arm back in October for a NATO military alliance uh, planners. And uh, the report suggests, and I'm going to quote here from the CBC article a little bit, a new research report by the Department of National Defense suggests that the longer the COVID-19 pandemic rages, the stronger right-wing extremism and other threats in Canada and around the world are likely to become. Likely to become. Sounds pretty certain to me. Does it to you? You know, I've talked a lot in the past about uh, things that I like, and uh, you know, I'm a real Monty Python fan. I cite Monty Python all the time. I'm also pretty sure that I have told you I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. I'm also an Isaac Asimov fan, and big fan of his science fiction work. I've read a lot of his books, and of course, Isaac Asimov is best known for the Foundation series, which started as a trilogy uh, way back in the 1950s, I believe, and the trilogy quickly got a lot larger than that. They ended up being two prequels, as well as some what postquels? Can I use that word? As well as a second Foundation trilogy that was written by people after Asimov's death. One of the interesting characters in the Foundation trilogy was a man called Harry Selden. Now he was a mathematics professor at Streeling University on the planet Trantor. Okay, bear with me. This is this is fiction, so just you know, stay with me for a second. Professor Selden developed psychohistory, an algorithmic science that allowed him to predict the future in probabilistic terms. And he went to predict the eventual fall of the Galactic Empire. Okay, what does this have to do with this story by D&D? Am I the only one that's a little bit concerned when reports that are written about future events contain words like likely, will happen, most probably will happen? Whatever happened to uncertainty? Whatever happened to, well, this is what we think are possible future scenarios without saying this is likely. Let me tell you a story. Back in the 2000s, when I was an intelligence analyst in the Canadian community, working for the security service, Canadian Security Intelligence Service, or CSIS, I remember dealing with a partner agency in Canada, I won't name who they are, who developed this initiative or practice uh, when it wrote its intelligence reports, it would put in a number value on how likely whatever it was talking about would would occur. And it would say, you know, there's a 7 on 10 chance or a 6 on 10 chance or a 2 on 10 chance. At the time, I remember saying to the people that did this, um, what are you basing this on? What is 70% chance of, I don't know, China will invade Japan mean? How do you measure 70%? What data are you using to do that? And I thought this was a really stupid idea. It just didn't make any sense to me to try to equate what are very 
problematic, uncertain future scenarios to some kind of a mathematical formula. Now, I have no idea if this particular agency is still doing that, trying to, to, to quantify, using numbers, things that are going to happen in the future. Another story from my past. I wrote a paper many years ago about uh, an Iranian terrorist group called Mujahideen Khalq, or the MEK, also known as the People's Mujahideen of Iran. And I wrote a paper saying that it was most likely, I actually used the term most likely, that we would see some kind of violent action by this group that would coincide with a particular date in Iranian history that was important for the group, it had to do with actually the massacre of some of the group's members by the Iranian government. And I was very confident that uh, we would see some kind of action analogous to the 1992 siege of the Iranian embassy in Ottawa, in which the MEK beat the shit out of some people. Paper went out, date came, nothing happened. I felt pretty damn stupid. I'll tell you this. I chose to use language that talked about something to happen and I was, sound, I was sounding very definitive about this, and it turned out I was completely wrong. To me, when you're working in intelligence, or anything else for that matter, you can only know what you know. Hum the course of human action, what's going to happen tomorrow, is beyond our knowledge. We can speculate, we can lay bets, but we can't say this is definitely going to happen tomorrow. H human events are not like science. It's not like you take two hydrogen atoms and put in an oxygen atom and you get water. That happens every time you do that. It's not as if tomorrow you take two H's and an O and you get, you get single malt scotch. Good God, if you could do that, I'd be the first person to patent that, I'll tell you. So when these papers come up with these definitive statements that this is definitely going to happen, I get really, really worried about this. First of all, what happens if they're wrong? Has action been taken to prepare for this and it doesn't take place? Eh, maybe. Do the authors go back and review what they predicted to see where they were right and where were they wrong? I noticed that The Economist, which you know makes predictions every year, will often, at the end of the, the year, they'll go back and say, hey, here's where we were right, here's where we were wrong. What did we learn from that? I don't think we need to be as arrogant and as sure of ourselves when we do these types of things to put in words like likely most likely is definitely going to happen and there is a, a a real current set of events that i think reflects this right now in the wake of the events of january the 6th in washington a lot of people are saying that most likely we'll see analogous things to happen on the 20th of january which is the inauguration date for president joe biden i happen to agree there is a chance we're going to see the same idiots or idiots that are part of the same dog's breakfast of movements try to interrupt and disturb and intervene in Joe Biden's ascendancy to the U.S. presidency on January the 20th. I also think that there will be a shit ton of police and law enforcement and probably military there to prevent that from happening. But I would never go as far to say this is going to happen on January the 20th. And yet a lot of people are. They're being very sure about themselves. Are these same people willing to admit to themselves, should nothing happen on January 20th, to say, I'm wrong? I, I got it wrong. I was very sure of myself, and yet it didn't come to pass. My bad. My mistake. 
Will they be mature enough to, to tell the rest of us that they were wrong? Hmm. Interesting question, isn't it? My only advice to all of you going forward is that when you come across instances where you're asked to look at what might happen tomorrow, the first thing you should tell the people asking you is, A, I do not have a crystal ball. B, I cannot predict the future like Nostradamus. C, I am not a psychohistorian like Harry Seldon, who of course is a fictional character. I will take the data that I have, I will look at it, I will analyze it, I will use the skills that I have acquired in determining how correct things are, I will corroborate sources to take a look at how reliable things are, and I will come up with the best judgment. That's what we ask intelligence analysts to do all the time. But that best judgment does not include most likely definitively is going to happen. I'm under no illusions that people who work in this business, whether it's journalism or academe or even intelligence world, is going to take what you know an old retired intelligence guy has to say. I just know that I'm going to be very, very careful in putting any kind of degree of, of certainty on the things that I write and on the things that I say. I've learned my lesson that this truly is hubris and that my belief that I can predict the course of future human events isn't going to happen. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. You won't hear it from me again. Anyhow, that's what I think. And for the typical feature in Quick Hits, the Hardy Boys Guide to Life. This one comes from the secret, sorry, the disappearing floor. Here we go. Frank and Joe Hardy, boy detectives. Racing through lunch, then rushing off to pursue a lead will ruin your digestion. So for those of, those of us out there that are working in counterterrorism or counterintelligence investigations or foreign interference investigations, please do not rush through your lunch before you pursue your targets. Either go on an empty stomach or let your food settle. That's it for this podcast. What do you think? Do you think we should ask people to make definitive statements about future events? Is it okay? Does anybody have the maturity to go back and say, yep, I, I said that and I was completely wrong? Let me know. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at Borealis Saves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like this content, you want to get more, go to my website, borealisthreatenedrisk.com, where, by the way, you can subscribe and get daily digests in your email inbox every morning, all the blogs, all the podcasts, as well as material that is sent uniquely to subscribers. These are podcasts and blogs that nobody else is going to see unless you subscribe. Love to hear your feedback on this podcast as well as others. I hope, I hope to hear from you soon. I'll talk to you again. Until then, stay safe.